I'm really annoyed because I knew it was going to rain today and I specifically wore thinner clothing so that I wouldn't get too hot with the humidity, yet I'm still sweating. And if you don't already know, I hate sweating. The only time I'm okay with it is when I do cardio because it's expected, but in any other scenario, I really, really hate sweating. So now I feel sticky and icky and irritated. (laughs) Well, I thought it would be fun for me to tell the story of the time that I got scammed nearly $4,000. Maybe this will help anyone listening to learn from my mistakes. Maybe this will help someone feel less dumb about a time that they got scammed. Or maybe my stupid mistakes will make someone laugh. So this was in the summer of 2022. I had been saving up for many months to save up for my exchange semester that I was going on in September 2022, as well as for my one-month trip to New York that I was leaving on, which was happening the month after I had gotten scammed. And I was working pretty hard to save up. I cut down on unnecessary expensive, I ate out less, didn't buy shit I didn't need, etc., But I still wanted to save as much as I possibly could before leaving. So I put all of my university books and textbooks up for sale on Facebook Marketplace that I didn't need anymore, since that could win me a couple hundred bucks. The next day, I get a message from someone named Sonia. And she basically told me she wanted to buy all of my used textbooks because she worked for a firm that apparently buys used and refurbished textbooks. And of course, as someone who's broke and in desperate need of more money, I was like, all right, say less. It was like I hit the lotto, right? So then she gave me her number and we started texting there. And then we started arranging plans for her to, you know, pick it up. Okay, now this part might get slightly confusing, Probably because it sounds so sus that one would think there's no way that someone would fall for that. But I did, okay? I fell for it. So I'll try to explain as concisely as I can. Basically, we were discussing payment. And essentially, she told me that her firm was actually purchasing used textbooks from other students as well, and that they couldn't issue checks for every single one of them. So... She asked me if she could just send me a check of the total amount her firm owed to all those other students, which came out to be $2,100. And then I would deduct what they owe me, which was $175. And then I would send the rest of the money to one of the students that they owed. She also said she would pay an extra $30 for my assistance. And again, I was blind to everything but that money so I said sure so if we do the math 175 plus 30 is 205 which is what she owes me $2,100 minus 205 is 1,895 meaning I would be sending $1,895 to the other student I hope you're following so far I guess something important that I should mention is that she was going to send me this check electronically through email for me to deposit from my phone because sending a physical check would simply take too long. 
And I saw no problem with this since as long as there was a picture of the front and back of the check, then I could deposit it from my phone. Anyway, I received the check on my email and it looked legit. It was from a big five bank and it looked like a real paper check. Mind you, during this entire process, I thought I was being careful. So because the check seemed legit, I was like, okay, this looks good to deposit. So I got the $2,100 deposited. She then sent me the email address of the e-transfer I was to send the remaining 1895 to. And she, she requested that I send it in two separate checks. The first for $900 and the second for $995. Again, I saw no issue with that. Thought it was a little bit weird, but I still said, okay. So I sent the e-transfers. I got my money. She was scheduled to pick up the book soon. All was good. The next day, she messaged me again and asked me if I could redo the favor if she could send another large check for me to deposit and then send to other students. And for the inconvenience, she would pay me another $50. And of course, I agreed. I absolutely wanted to help other poor students who need this money and score an extra $50. (laughs) Oh my God, this is so funny. Okay. So this time, it would be a check of $1,850. And $50 for me would mean I would send 1800 to another email address. And again, she asked that I send it in two payments. So $900 each. She sent me the e-transfer email address. And I noticed that the email address was really similar to the first one that I sent the money to, like the day before. And that, you know, there was just a couple different numbers in the email address. I did find this weird, but I brushed it off thinking that I'm sending the money to the same student as the day before and that maybe they needed to change their e-transfer email address. I don't know, okay? I don't know. I know you're probably thinking, Ellen, oh my god, you idiot. But back then, it really, it just made sense to me. (laughs) So I sent the two payments. In total, I sent out four e-transfers, four payments, which came out to $3,650. And you can probably guess what happened next. A couple days after, I got an email saying that the first check bounced. And I was confused for a couple seconds. And then my stomach immediately dropped. I was like, ah, I think I just got scammed. And my first instinct is to message her saying the check bounced and that I will be contacting the police if she is attempting to scam me. I think I even said something like, you have one hour to get back to me. (laughs) Oh my God, Ellen. (laughs) This is so cringe, I know. But it was also in the moment of crisis. And in those moments, you're not always going to be able to think straight. (laughs) After that, I was obviously panicking. So I cried. But that only lasted like a couple minutes. You see, I knew that I fucked up bad. I mean, I had just lost the majority of my funds for my exchange trip. However, it already happened, right? There's nothing I can do to go back and erase my actions. I could try to get this money back somehow, which would be the best case scenario. 
And worst case, I don't get the money back. And even in the worst case, there's nothing I can do. I just have to move on from it. So after those couple minutes of panic, I kind of just laughed it off. I'm actually quite surprised at how quickly I made that mature realization. But yeah, $3,650 vanished from my account within a couple days. Anyway, the morning I found out, uh, I called the non-emergency police line after and filed a fraud report. Afterwards, I went to the bank where the checks were issued to see if they were legitimate checks or if I was like tripping. And they confirmed that the checks were indeed real, but they did say that a check could bounce if there are no funds in the account. I then went to my bank to see if I could retrieve my money at all, and they said that e-transfers are basically like electronic cash. So once you send it, once you give it, there's no way to get it back. They also told me that when you first deposit mobile checks, the amount will automatically show up in your bank account. But then it could be rejected a couple days after if the system picks up that the check is fake, or in this case, if there's no money in the account where the check came from. Which pisses me off, because I'm thinking, why on earth would the system be set up like that? Where it makes you think that this check is normal and fine when you deposit it, only for the money to bounce a couple days later. I mean, I can see this creating so many issues, even in non-fraudulent situations. Oh my god. Anyway, a cop then came to my house later that day to get a detailed description of what happened. So I explained everything, and he told me that this happens extremely often since internet scammers are becoming more and more intelligent, making it harder to identify scams. He told me that the week before, actually, an accountant had lost $100,000 to a similar scam, which, oh my god, I cannot imagine losing that much money. But I appreciated everything the cop was telling me. Because you could imagine how fucking stupid I felt the whole day, realizing all the red flags that went right by me. But honestly, when the scammer was telling me about the whole check situation and transferring to different accounts, I did find it unusual, but they kind of just passed off as orange flags in my head. And because I'm someone who can be a little naive and a little too kind, I would just try to justify those orange flags. So for example, when she told me that she was going to send me a check instead of just e-transferring me the money, I did find that a little bit weird, but in my head I thought, okay, it's a firm and their business, so for their own business reasons, they use checks to issue out payments or something. And then I guess with every other shady thing she just she suggested, even though I knew deep down that it was strange, I just disregarded it because her wording just made sense. She seemed genuine and I just wanted money. I know what you're thinking. Probably, Ellen, how did you miss all those shady ass signs? And listen, I'm equally wondering myself because they're so obvious to me now. But honestly, when it's happening in the moment, it's a lot harder to catch. Trust me. It's exactly why scams happen all the fucking time. 
I mean, wasn't there a time when your Instagram account got hacked because you were lured into an attractive link that would send you $1,000 for free? You probably realized afterwards that it was such an obvious scam, but at the time, you were too caught up in the moment, too caught up in the free money to realize what was actually happening. And that's what happened to me. Fortunately, I was still able to go on my exchange and on my New York trip. I was fortunate to have family members who supported me financially, even though my parents have no idea that I even got scammed. I just got lucky with them wanting to support me anyway throughout my trip. I did tell my sister and she did scold me, but I mean, who wouldn't? I pulled every dumb move in the book. Of course, looking back, I know now to be a lot more careful of my money and to remember that if it's too good to be true, it's probably a scam. (laughs) And again, things happen for a reason. If this hadn't happened to me then, it would likely have happened at some point in the future. This was a very expensive lesson, but nevertheless, it was still a lesson And in hindsight, I was lucky that it was only a few thousand dollars instead of tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. I knew the money would come back eventually and that everything would be okay. And everything was more than okay in the end. So if you've recently gone through a situation where you might have lost a ton of money, the story is proof that everything pans out in the end. I mean, I was due to go on two long trips right after that scam happened and everything still turned out well. Mind you, I do recognize that I was privileged in my situation, but still, everything did turn out fine. These events in life are meant to teach you a lesson, so the best way to make the best out of these kinds of situations is to learn from the mistakes, trust that you will be okay, and move on. If you like this episode, I ask that you please take a couple seconds to leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening on. It would be immensely helpful to me and I would forever appreciate you for it. I hope you guys learned something from this episode and remember to always trust your instincts. I'll see you guys later. Bye!